Hey guys, my name is Shani and welcome back to another episode of Sitting with Shah. Welcome back to my cozy comfy space where I get to sit down with some lovely people and we just kind of sit and chat and chill and hang out. And um, today I am so fucking honored to have a lady here. Firstly, I want to say thank you so much for coming on here because I genuinely, we play D&D together, right? And I remember Scarlett introduced me into the D&D group and when I saw that you were there I nearly like passed out like I was like are you kidding me like I get to like hang out with like a lady for like a fucking year like what do you mean <laughs> like you are literally well, that's crazy because like first of all thank you for having me here but also I used to watch you on Twitch all the time so like for you to Fuck say off. like the opposite way to me is like so no. crazy <laughs> Yes, I used to always watch your Minecraft. Shut up. I, I'm going to pass out. So literally, <laughs> you are like, this is just a podcast of us fangirling over each other. So th that's yeah. the whole episode. Like, I genuinely, like, you are one of, A, I think the biggest Australian streamer I know. Like, you have such a huge, consistent following, which is just... I was always inspired by what you do. Like, you, in my mind, you you have always been on this, like next level tier of like how you think and how you work and like everything and you are so inspiring to me as a creator that like as I said when I saw that you were on D&D &D with me I was like holy shit I was like oh my fucking god how is a lady here and then like you're you're like this amazing creator but you're also just like the sweetest fucking human and like you can swear on here by the way too because I, I have no I have no filter. <laughs> like I literally like I can't get over just how down to earth and how lovely you are. You have helped me out with so much stuff on Twitch and YouTube and just content creation in general. And I am just like, I'm so honored to have you on my podcast. So thank you for being here. Thank you. It's like, I don't know how to take a compliment. I am so bad. Taking me too. <laughs> like so many people are like that. It's like, I love making this content, but nobody like give me praise about it. Cause I don't. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. People give me compliments. I'm like, um, I'm just doing my thing. <laughs> Literally. And thank you for being here. Um, this is kind of like my crazy little space where I want to deep dive into things that I don't want to discuss too much on stream, like, because it can be a bit heavy. And then, like, mm -hmm. I also, like, feel like there's too much content to make, like, a YouTube video out of it. And so we just found ourselves in, like, this, this crazy little space where you get to, like, sit down and hang out with me and we just chat yeah yeah I love it because I don't have I mean because I don't stream as much anymore mm. um now that I focus on YouTube content I don't really have a space of my own where I kind mm. of like just sit and chat like this was just like I feel like streams yeah. usually do that for yeah. you um so this is like great to be doing this honestly come come on here as much as you want absolutely just message me <laughs> be like say that i'll be here all the time <laughs> you're welcome to me you can live here if you like like literally like you can message me and be like podcast in an hour and i'll be like yeah. sure <laughs> let's go <laughs> every guest i've had on here has been like please can i come back and it's like this is just like a thing in my head and like i just thought it worked because i just talk my ass off all the time like it's yeah. crazy to me that like people watch and listen and enjoy what I do. So it's like, yeah, you are welcome here anytime, honestly. 
Thank you. Of course. Um, lady, tell me a bit about yourself. Because, like, I, I've followed you for a while on a lot of your content. But, like, in case someone has been living under a rock, please fill us in. Tell us a bit about yourself. I feel like I should have an elevator pitch at this point, but I don't <laughs> about myself. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I guess my my intro to how I came to be where I am and my content, um, I think it starts where a lot of people started in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of creators that I talk to now are like, yeah, I started in 2020. Like, yeah. we were all trapped in at home. Yeah. Um, I can specifically remember, I always knew, like, about Twitch existing, because that's where I got my start. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I always just had this image of Twitch being people screaming at FPS games. Like, I think that was my exposure Mm. to Twitch prior to anything else. Um, and then Animal Crossing came out right as the pandemic hit. It was like this, like, gold combination. I mean, honestly. And a new Animal Crossing game. (laughs) Animal Crossing saved us in the pandemic. Like, honestly, what would we have done otherwise? I don't know. Um... (laughs) I, I got back from a trip early 2020 um, that got cut short because like, COVID hit and mm-hmm. I had to come back. Um, and Animal Crossing literally like was coming out right then. Mm. And um, I didn't have to go back to work yet because I still had like my holidays. So I was like 24-7 Animal Crossing. And that's, that's when great. I discovered another side of Twitch that yeah. was like all the other people that aren't um, in FPS. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I could... I could just do this like I'm doing it anyway like I can't do anything besides work Mm. and if I'm gonna game I might as well just like throw it up um I had no plans starting when I started streaming um I played pretty obscure games like I didn't play like popular stuff um I remember the first game that I played but it was like a random escape style game that I was streaming and then I streamed a bit of Animal Crossing and a little little big planet three. Yeah. I'm familiar with Little Big Planet. Yeah. Um, my partner so loves kinda, it. Yeah. It's got great humor. It's got great humor in the yeah. game. Um so just random things. Um and then I just like enjoyed it so much that I kept it kept growing. And then um the next big thing to happen was I switched from Twitch to YouTube. Yeah. Um and that was like just a combination of reasons. Um, I felt like if you ever saw my streams or if you were to look back at any like past of my content, um, I always had a big focus of like trying new things and trying different things. Like, and I was more into the creative side of creating content than the entertainment side, which I feel yeah. like Twitch, a big thing about Twitch is being an entertainer. And yeah. I had no interest in being this like entertainer essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had different series going on. Like I had um, one of my favorite ones was a Minecraft series I had where it was like the chat interaction where mm. um, you could use your channel point redemptions to make things happen in Minecraft. That was so much fun. Um, and you had to like code it all. And I would just spend hours doing like building that. That's amazing. Um, and then I decided to move to YouTube because I was more into that creative process mm. um, and the storytelling um and deep more deep dives into games and that's when i started i did for a while did youtube and twitch at the same time Mm -hmm. um and then i just found that i was enjoying youtube more and slowly like just twitch kind of just like fell to the wayside yeah um and i think a part of that is also i don't like to say that i'm a cozy gamer but i like to say that i'm a wholesome gamer whereas like i take a positive 
an open mindset to any game approach, but I don't just play cozy games. Like, yeah, I've been known to play Valorant and I've known to yeah. play, you know, all kinds of games. So, yeah, honestly, I guess that's my summary. <laughs> I, your channel is so, it's another thing that like inspired me because like my current goal with Twitch is to overcome my fear of like trying new games. I have this like perfectionist thing in me that is mm. like, I can't look like I can't play games like and like I came on to Twitch not being able to play games I was so shit at it like literally it was also like during the time where I didn't fully understand Minecraft like I would be hiding yeah. in a well-lit room in case things spawned in the room like it was like that no clue what I was doing seeing your content and seeing like how diverse and like how many games you have done and like how like the series that you are doing with the top game of each year, like yeah, blows my mind. Like, just I mean, we so can get into that series too because like one of the reasons that I started it and and like going on from your point of like the perfect having that perfectionism mm. is like um playing games. You I kind of had and just in like the the content world in general a little bit of imposter syndrome yeah um, oh my god yes i feel like this plays into like women and girls playing games as well um we're kind of put under a magnifying glass um when we say we play a, t a certain game yep. or a kind of game and you get the thousand and one questions about like everything you know about it mm -hmm. um and i feel like we have to come armed with more information than the average gamer mm. um when we say we play a kind of game yeah. and so um for my own interest, I just wanted to dive into the history of video games, but also yeah. just like the things that I have, I think I've, I think I've completed three, uploaded three of them in the series so far. Yeah. Um, starting at 1971, doing each year. And I think the, just the things I have learned, is just like crazy, just researching That's those so three games. Um, it's, it's been a lot of fun just for me personally, but it also, yeah, played into that like imposter syndrome where I was like, I need to be good at a game or I need to yeah. know everything about the game. Yeah, honestly, it's, it's, there's so much pressure. And honestly, that is like the most natural uh, segue into what we're doing today. <laughs> it's casual, <laughs> casual transition. Today we are talking about something that I honestly, another reason I admire you, I think it is actually one of the first things I ever saw from you in terms of like, social media posting and things was about girls gaming girls who mm -hmm. play games girls who stream girls who create content and i i just kind of wanted to sit down with you today and like talk about our experiences because i feel like you see a lot of things on like twitter or x or whatever it is now it changes yeah. every two minutes. <laughs> what are we calling it what is it <laughs> It's we kind of say like the bird app. The bird's gone. <laughs> like this, like I don't even know what it is. All all on socials, you see things about like women who need to, like women should be equal in gaming and their experiences and things. But I don't think you hear a lot from women and what their experiences have been. And I kind of wanted to sit down with you because I know you have a, a a massive following. I can only imagine that you've had uh, some experiences where for whatever reason like people are centering the conversation around your gender not your experiences not your just how you play games and how you run your content and like i kind of wanted to talk to you about what you've experienced what i've experienced and maybe raise some like awareness around it and yeah, yeah. 
do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like, it's a world of things to talk about. Um, yeah, where do you start? I feel like we also center, when we talk about this, we also like to center around about, like, um, what's happening right now. I can jump into an experience that I had recently. Yeah. Um, an in-real-life experience that I had with someone. Oh, great. Um, we were meeting up with some friends at a well-known gaming location. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I won't name it, um, <laughs> but um, there was a whole bunch of people there. Friends of friends were there, and we were kind of got onto the conversation of esports as we flowed on, mm -hmm. um, which I feel like is a whole other realm. Yeah, um, that's like separate from just gaming itself. Absolutely. Um, but there was like a comment made that, um, essentially, in in summary, was if if girls and guys could play the games, if girls could play the games just as well as guys then there would be more women in esports right now. Like, the, it would be 50-50 is essentially what the comment was. And I think it just completely ignored the entire history of, like, how society perceives video gaming and girls playing video games. Yeah. Um, because we've only just, very just stepped into the space and time where it's becoming acceptable yeah. that girls are on video games. Um, so like how like the, the these guys who are at the top of their game in esports um, have probably spent their entire lives playing these games and similar games to it. Mm -hmm. Whereas we have faced so many things. Um, for example, like you might have had this experience in school, but I just like can clearly remember in high school. Um, I have an older brother, so that introduced me to a lot of games that were like aimed at boys. Yeah. Um, so one of the game series that I loved growing up was the Fallout series. I don't know if you've ever yes. played the Fallout series. Yes, um, my partner once again obsessed. Like, can you see the yeah. um, the gun on my? Shelf? Oh yes, I got him that yeah. for um, our anniversary um, one yeah. year, and he fucking loves it. Yeah, yeah. Continue. Sorry. It, I mean, amazing series. Um, yeah. So when I was in high school, I remember I was playing that, and. Um, if you like brought up video games come up in school and you'd be like yeah i'm playing this and then you just get this wave like i said before a thousand and one questions like do you really play that game do you really know like what like like a uh, test what difficulty you play <laughs> like, yeah those kinds of questions um and you like growing up i think um you miss out on a lot of those basic like in-game comms like scenarios like mm -hmm. if you if I compare my experience to like the guys I went to school with, they would go home from school and get on the Xbox and they're on Halo and they're on COD and they're on talking to each other like yeah. while they're playing the game. So they get this whole experience. Um, and that's like your introductions to you if you're gonna go into esports or you're gonna go into professional gaming, like that is the path. Yeah. But then when I went home and played games, like I didn't have I don't know any other girl in my school that was playing video games. Absolutely. And if I was to try and play with the guys, like, that is an experience all on its own. Well, yeah, look, it's, like, especially, like, back in those days, like, during mm. school, like, it was so segregated in terms of, like, um, I can't even imagine, like, trying to play no with I other girls. Like, even if you were amazing at the game, like, I think it's, I think it's kind of similar for me with, um first-person shooters and things like um, Dead by Daylight and Valorant and League and 
um, there's these games in my mind that are kind of like don't touch because yeah. Yeah. I'm like there are a lot of people on there that if you can't play it well or if you let people down or whatever like they're gonna rip you to shreds and a lot of those people are guys not all of them but like a lot of them are people who've been playing for a long time a lot of them are, are people who when they find out that you're a girl and this is still like that it's still on social media I still see TikToks about this where guys are finding out that one of the players is a girl and it, the reactions to it it's like no wonder they yeah. didn't tell you that they were a girl like yeah there's there's a decent reason for that and it's yeah yeah it's it kind of seems similar in my mind with the segregation and the I guess gatekeeping of yeah. like the entire thing whereas like now that I've been streaming for nearly three years actually three years this week whoa that's weird three years this week I've been streaming <laughs> yeah. I've just realized it's this week I've got the stream like crazy crazy and it's like in that three years like I'm definitely I'm a lot better at games than I used to be um I've gone back to games that I used to be really bad at and like my my motor skills are a lot better and like my general understanding of how games work is a lot better but it's there's still that thing there where it's like you're a female you know like yeah. It's like you said, you're going to get tested and quizzed on your knowledge, your experience, what. And like, even then, like, I still stream and do things, and I get guys coming on my streams and being like, why aren't you doing this? Well, you should be doing this. And it's like, it's at the point where I've had to, like, put in, like, a, you know, no backseat gaming. Because it's, it's, yeah. So many people do it. Yeah. Like, if I go back to, like, that original comment that was made. Um, yeah, it's like, you can't compare the current esports environment or the current professional gaming environment, mm -hmm. um, with men and women because the men have had decades of mm -hmm. experience and like, for me personally, obviously I don't represent the whole, but I didn't pick up my first proper FPS games like CSGO and Valorant until mm. I was in my twenties, mm. where most of these guys who are in the professional sports now have probably been playing some, them or something similar since they were like eight. Or yeah, 10. absolutely. Um, so I think we just like give it some time, mm, <laughs> like absolutely. give it a chance. And also, this we're still battling these things, like all these comments, and like you said, getting on stream, and you feel like you can't start these games yeah. because there's no space for a beginner to step yeah. up, especially as a woman. But if you ever want to jump in to games, I will happily oh. hold your hand. Okay. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> If you are ever interested, uh, because I've been there, don't I? <laughs> oh, it is so, so scary. And, but it's also, like, it's sad because you hear, like, these games are really good. And, like, you know, I, I have Dead by Daylight on my computer. They're so fun. They are so, they're actually so much fun. <laughs> I have. Um, and especially when you're in with friends, like, it's so much fun. Mm. And it, it's, like, that's the other thing, too. Like, I think, um, like, I don't know if I'll include this on the pod or not, but, like, last night with, like, playing Valorant with you guys, like, I wasn't playing, but, like, I I typically play games um, by myself now. Um, mm -hmm. Back, oh goodness, back when I first started streaming, there used to be like a friend group that I would like join in with and like we had like a, a Minecraft server and all this stuff and it's like, yeah, it, it's, 
there was some people in that group that just were horrible to me because of my success but also because of my gender and yeah. that really um killed honestly it absolutely killed anything like in terms of playing games with other people and with being a female streamer and gamer like I am at 3,800 or so on Twitch and yeah. my stuff kind of just blew up randomly I don't know why and it, it just kind of did and it was that thing of like people who you thought were your friends like all these guys that I was friends with as soon as like my channel started to overtake theirs and started to progress mm. and like do different things and I had a lot of guys like just attacking me <laughs> because yeah. of like all this stuff and like it was either attacking me or guilt tripping me or complaining to me and it yeah it was really really hard to enjoy that success and enjoy that like that progress and that journey because I had these guys in my DMs being like I work so much harder than you you're you're just getting this because you're a girl and yeah. like there's a lot of over like the last year or so like you know there's like hot tub streamers there's like all of this there's this different side to Twitch now and yeah. That's a whole other... And we now have kick. Like, we don't even need to get into that conversation. But then... Well, that was <laughs> that something exists. I was thinking about today. I was like, should we bring that up? That's... Yeah. If for anyone listening, the kick controversy is, like, as of, like, this week, last week, it's very recent. Yes. Um, it's still... Things are still unfolding. There's a lot of conversations about it. And, like, yeah. it, it, it... It's... It's frustrating to me because it's like on one hand you've got these games that are like you know gatekept and just sort of like you know it's really hard to enter into those spaces as a beginner but also as a female because like it's just terrifying um, and you know some of the comments and the the messages that you get like it's mm. it's like why would you bother and yeah then you've got this other side which is like you do well at streaming you find your community you find these people that relate to your content and like i've had amazing stories come from my streaming career like i had one person who had cancer and they said that the only time that they would laugh is when they were laughing along with me in my streams like mm -hmm. there has been so much good and positivity to come out of my streams and my career in this industry but so much of that is overshadowed by people specifically men but you know there's others as well but specifically yeah. men who are very insecure in what they do and feel the need to blame that on your gender and blame that on it oh it just it blows my mind and it makes me so frustrated because I just remember I broke down that night like so hard because it was like is that all like because I'm not out here like in like a bikini and like doing all this yeah. stuff and like you know like that's that's a whole other conversation but I'm not I'm not gar like gaining followers and doing all of this stuff and using my gender to 
get that success. I'm just yeah. trying to play games and do stuff, but I have all of this hate in my DMs, in my comments, in everything that I don't talk about because I don't, you know, I don't want to give yeah. power to those people. We can't, we live in this moment where it's kind of like our um, skill and our knowledge is never the first thing considered. It's the appearance. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it makes it a different playing field for us. And we yeah. have to navigate it a different way. And we have to think about things that um, others don't necessarily have to think about. Yeah. I think um, with the whole hot tub streamer thing coming onto Twitch as well, like, I think that that gave more power to those comments in terms of, like, yeah. we'll look at all of these women who are doing so well and being so successful and doing all this stuff um, because they are female, which obviously like a lot of these women doing those streams are a lot fucking smarter than these people realize like yeah yeah and i don't think i think the people that are um making those comments aren't seeing it as the women are actually using it as empowerment exactly like they are using it to their own benefit exactly they're not like yeah they're not silly um yeah Sex and work I think is the guy. Hard. The people that are sit on the other side of the screen, which was mostly guys, mm-hmm. like you said, not not always, but mostly, yeah. are like, yes, they're doing this for us. Like we control them, but it's like, mm, no, no. <laughs> they're like they're using what they know. You like are thinking against literally... you to either build a following or make money or like whatever it is. They're literally just playing the game. Like, yeah. and yeah. these women, like I have looked at. Um, a lot of the behind the scenes sort of things of like how these women think and what they do, Mm. the business plans, the logic and strategy that goes behind it. Like women are so fucking smart. And Mm. um, I'm pretty sure, I I don't know proper statistics or anything, but Twitch is a majority male based platform. There are a lot of males on there and you know, like, in my early days, even now, like, I get people in my streams going, oh, my God, like, a female streamer? Like, that's crazy. Like, really? It's yes. still happening? Yes. And, like, wow. I... But, like, also, I guess, because of the numbers as well, like, yeah. m- you know, like, I've... Over the last few years, I've had a lot of health problems. I don't know if you've seen much of my posts about... Yeah, I... My yeah. body... I need a new body, honestly. This yeah. one is fucked. So... I have been very on and off with my content and with Twitch and with streaming and all of that, but I have quite a decent following and I get people who come in and are just like, wow, like, you know, how'd you get those numbers? And like, just seem very defensive. And I think once again, that reflects a lot on insecurity on like how Twitch can be really hard and it, it, any platform streaming and creating content is a really fucking hard thing to do a lot of people think that you just turn on a camera and the money comes in like it's there's a lot that goes into it i think one of the the biggest downfalls of twitch in that regard too is that um it doesn't hold as far as i'm aware because i haven't been part of the creator system um evergreen content which is and so when someone comes in, um, if you're not streaming a whole ton or, you know, what, what, a few times a month or whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, 
they when people come into your stream they're taking you at face value for what that stream is in that moment exactly um, and that stream could be like wildly different to your normal content or it could be your regular content mm-hmm. um and it's difficult to like tell whereas in comparison to youtube you have your whole history as long as you've kept your videos public and your con and your past live streams public mm-hmm. anyone can go see and just and like um you can see how many videos they've made, and you can see all the effort that has gone in. Whereas Twitch, that kind of disappears. Yeah. Um. Obviously, people are posting it on other platforms, but um, your whole history and all the work you've done is is not immediately evident, and people are just taking mm. whatever's happening in that second as everything. I feel like with Twitch, you have to do a lot more. Um, work on other platforms to show Mm. people why they should come to your streams but also why they should stick around like with Twitch like that effort is primarily seen through how your channel is set up how like your lighting and your camera looks your gaming abilities which is once again it's like that whole thing and then like you've also got like how chat can interact with you like there's a there all of that is more at face value it doesn't go as deep as youtube and i haven't touched kick i don't know much about it I, like yeah i've never been on the website yeah. honestly i w- wasn't attracted to it immediately and now i'm definitely yeah definitely um not. don't think i'm gonna look at it anytime soon but no. like <laughs> with twitch like you know like so many content creators are out here you've got to download your vod and then you've got to like slice and dice and like get all of those clips out and then you've got to edit the clips to look pretty and then like upload them and like there's so much to it like yeah i'm really enjoying youtube in terms of um just it it, it's a whole different ball game in terms of going live because you've got to be present you can't just like zone out like it's you're making a video and that yeah you're making a video while you're streaming um and I have found personally, I don't know like what the consensus is in general across the community, but I've found that um, my streams as VODs, like once the lives ended, get more attention than when I was actually live. Yeah. Um, and that can be like a whole lot more. Um, yeah. And I think that's down to the way that YouTube currently treats um, live content. It's like kind of a mess over there. Yeah. Um, we don't really have a proper landing page or really proper categories. If you go into live gaming, it's like got VOD, like other big YouTubers videos before any live content. Yeah. So it's like, how are you going to compete with like Mr. Beast Gaming mm-hmm. um, when it's like listed above like all the live streams. And then it's also just very hard to find. Mm. Um, but I am lying in wait, hoping that YouTube it will make a move soon. Um, I feel like, from reading the stuff that YouTube's been putting out, um, they're still constantly updating the streaming space um, and new tools. So we know they're working on it. But I think their biggest thing, the biggest difference between YouTube and Twitch is um, like the community guidelines. And YouTube is very, I don't want to say nervous, but they're very wise to take a slow step into live streaming Mm. because they want to make sure their moderating tools are good because to protect their advertisers. Mm. Um, I don't think they're doing it to protect the creators um it it is part of it but i think um the big part of youtube which is also we can talk about this as well another big difference between twitch and youtube is how you make your money if you are interested in making money on the platform Mm. um is 
they need to protect their advertisers because they can't lose the advertisers because that's where the money's coming from. Mm. And um, they want to make sure we know YouTube's guidelines are much stricter than any other platform, even like Twitch and Kick, and especially Kick. <laughs> um, but the they need to make sure they have those in place before they really go, hey, live stream, everyone come live stream here. Like we've got we've got it down. Um, yeah. And they, I don't think they're gonna take over Twitch because of the community guidelines hold them back. But mm-hmm. it is attractive if you um, make a certain kind of content and Absolutely. you're willing to like play within the rules. Yeah, honestly, it's it's really tricky to be a live streamer because you've got this flexibility and freedom to create whatever you like, but within these guidelines. And yeah. it's also kind of like the the thing that I found over the last three years is the trap of the algorithm. It mm. is it live streaming is such a mental game. Like so, I really that is one thing that I wish someone would have told me before I went into this. It is not just the mental game of being on camera, being present, watching what you say, things like that. It's the mental game of the behind the scenes. YouTube, uh, especially YouTube, you know, I, it tears your content to bits and analyzes every single possible thing that you can think of and tells you whether it's good or bad. And if you're a small content creator, like everything's going to have the red because it's so hard to get discovered, especially in lives on YouTube, like as a smaller creator. And that's one thing that I prefer about Twitch is because now they've got like these, um, like recommended people and you can see how many people are live and you can be like, Oh, this person seems smaller. Like I'll go, support them yeah i think um i don't know if it's something that people who aren't creators on youtube realize but mm. when you upload a video even shorts now you get a rank out of 10 yes um, for your for your own content against your own content so there's, there's not just like you're not just um fighting a comparison against other people like in your own head of like how's my content performing compared to everyone else and like the numbers are all there and your analytics dashboard of course like as you said breaks down everything mm-hmm. you are getting a rank against yourself of how you compared mm-hmm. against your previous content mm-hmm. um and immediately you've got a rank <laughs> as exactly. soon as you upload honestly and then when you do good you get confetti and when you, you do confetti, bad yeah. when you do bad you get red everywhere it's all these red, red numbers and list arrows and yes. then you also get to see like how long people have stayed in your video for yeah. and you get to see like um where they came from and like it it really it For some people, for bigger streamers and for people who know what they're doing uh, and have plans around these things, like it's probably a really useful tool. For small streamers getting into it or for people who are doing this as a hobby or something that they enjoy, it brings up so, like it honestly has fueled my imposter syndrome so fucking, Mm -hmm. like I deal with so much more imposter syndrome than I have let on to people. Like you know, Like I've messaged you a few times about things because yeah. it's it's genuinely like I have cried so many times about my content being like I had so much fun making this but I don't want to post because I don't I don't want to see how terrible it is and then me doubt like is this a good video or is this just really shit like it's it's a whole mind game and it it's so hard to navigate you it, like you have to have so much confidence in yourself which is 
yeah really hard when you don't fully know what you're doing <laughs> yeah it's, a it's like a, it's it's a bit of a battle because it's like um information is power and youtube is giving you every bit of information but then you're like how the heck do i use it and yeah. what does it mean like okay my click through rate is this all right is it my thumbnail is it my title is it like the time of day like yeah <laughs> is it the day of the week like, honestly I like it's so hard to yeah take that information and do something useful with it and mm -hmm. otherwise it's just breaking you down literally and it's like I'm at the moment just trying to focus on streaming and making videos as a fun thing because I was treating it as like a full-time job and that really was fueled a lot by the algorithm also on Twitch as well like but YouTube's is definitely more aggressive but you see so much stuff like after I stream on Twitch I get emails about how I did and you get to yeah. see that entire breakdown and yeah. um like there's just it, like, you know, as you said, information is power, but it's also, like, YouTube has a thing where you can, like, hover over each thing that they're telling you about, and it will explain what it is, but they, it, there's not really a guide as to, like, okay, what do I do now? And, yeah. you know, if your numbers aren't looking great, or if they're not improving, and YouTube is, like, telling you this it's like it can really just beat you down like so yeah, aggressively <laughs> and i think also the big thing um with the live streaming on youtube is that the community isn't there um yeah i think partially partially because of the way that youtube live streaming set up is that we don't have a dashboard and the um i know what they call rating is live redirecting on youtube it's not completely open to everyone as soon as you start streaming mm. but also um it's not as common like yeah. when i when i first moved to youtube i was streaming a lot on youtube and it, it's just not a common thing like it's not a common practice not a known thing yeah um whereas like raiding on twitch i feel like is a great way that you start building community you start talking to um other streamers if you've never had an interaction before yeah. and i just remember um like when i streamed a bunch on twitch and i knew a bunch of people streaming on twitch like you'd finish stream and then maybe you're in a group call and you jump on some games or you just jump in a call and you're like talking about stream like with the people that are also streamers who are also mods in your stream and mm -hmm. then um or you're doing it for someone else's stream and you're discussing how the stream went and like what are they doing with their streams and what's their plans but with youtube like i don't even know youtube streamers like yeah i know absolutely. you like, i think you're like the i don't YouTube really know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> i'm trying to yeah like, i well <laughs> i know a couple um but it's not necessarily like the type of content I would like I make or there's just yeah there's no communities around the streaming yet so you kind of but the same thing with just making video content you're kind of on your own like you yeah. feel like it's very isolating you just feel like you're running your own battle yeah absolutely <laughs> and then, like there's this whole thing like I at one point I was like going onto like reddit and googling like what do I do? Like, it, and yeah. there's all these things, and it, it literally, it it literally, most people boiled it down to, um, your videos are shit, <laughs> and like wow. it literally yeah. is that is a direct quote, mind you, and wow. it was like, uh, like it's hard because it's like I enjoy what I make. Like there are so yeah. many like parts of me that I love to create around and represent on my channel and it's it's hard because it's like everyone's like you've got to find your niche stick to your niche yeah uh, study other people's channels 
and um, if your videos aren't doing well, then they're shit and you need to make better videos. And it's like, oh my god, (laughs) like, that is, as a content creator, uh, it's like, wow, like, wow. Yeah, Um, yeah, it's hard. One of the things that I have slowly started to find is, like, um, community channels. So I don't know if you have heard or you watch Colin and Samir at all. Yes, I love Colin and Samir. Yeah, their podcast, and obviously they talk to huge creators and they're looking at this, like, overarching thing. Mm. Uh, But within their community, there's these, like, bubbles of, um, like, if you get in their Discord, like, smaller creators that are all kind of in the same... Yeah. like space as you and um I kind of just like listening to the people that they interview because it's just like obviously they have like these people with huge followings but you can like mm. boil it down to like points that could help you yeah um and it also kind of just like grounds you makes you feel like you're got a community um yeah. in a space that doesn't really have a organic community yeah it's really hard to like it's really hard to be a content oh my goodness gracious it's really hard to be a content creator when you are living with that imposter syndrome that insecurity and like trying to be confident in what you do like i have so many people who tell me like so much that i'm this amazing content creator and i'm so inspiring like all this stuff and like you, I can't take a compliment at all. Yeah. Like I genuinely, yeah. it is just, it's, I think I'm missing that gene because I just, there is nothing. Like, I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and like, or even knowing people have, are watching your content. Yes. It's like, uh, yeah, I voluntarily make this content. And yes, I voluntarily put it on the internet for people to watch, but I don't need to know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to know what you're, that you're watching it. It's just Literally. like, Whenever I get a view on, like, one of my videos, like, I I literally, I posted a video at the start of the week, and I think I got nearly 10 subscribers on YouTube from it, which is a lot for my little channel, mind you. And I was just... It's a lot, yeah. I was just sitting there, and I was like, why? What are you... Why? What are you seeing that I don't... Because I thought that that video was trash. (laughs) And like, like, and you're like, wow. And, like, so many people are like, you're such a good Minecraft builder. And I'm like... No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's really hard to be a content creator when you've got the platforms that you're streaming on tearing apart your stuff and being like, here's what's wrong with what you do and what you enjoy, yeah. and you need to like do better or like redo everything that you do so it's more marketable. And then the other bit of it is just like. I guess like finding the strength to keep going like I've seen so many content creators especially over the last week (sighs) deep breaths everyone with the whole oh my goodness like I can't like there's there's been two controversies that I've seen on Twitter one about kick and one about um a platform horizons onward i think it is do you know about that i've not heard about this one no um so i know all about the kick one but well that's a whole that's a whole journey the horizons onward one is they're like a a group of streamers who like fundraise a heap of money for like all these charities i think they just did one for like the trevor project and stuff right one of the founders collaborated with someone um who has a history of being racist and saying slurs and like all this other stuff and um 
she posted a thing saying, like, apologising and saying that she tries to be an ally towards black people and people of colour, and she um, only wanted to stream with him to give him a chance, I think, or so there was something, like, I'll, I'll send you the tweet if I can find it, yeah, yeah. but it's this whole thing, and um, everyone's, like, calling her out and being like, you're, like, besties with this guy, like, you what do you mean? And then, like, she, she's actually stepped down as one of the founders of that organization. And, mm. like, there's this whole thing. Like, so I think I've seen that at least 20 to 25 people have left the platform, like, the, the um, group. Um, yeah. And it's just this whole thing. Like, just seeing it unravel and just being like, wow. Like, it's hard to be a content creator when you've got so much happening behind closed doors in terms of for me imposter syndrome the perfection thing of like trying new games like why am I doing this like what I do is shit like why do people watch me like you know all of this stuff and but then going on to like stream and going on to um, videos and doing everything like you know the bubbly personality like the like mm. everything is fine in the like in my life and like I it's hard to be vulnerable when you've got so many people looking up to you like it's like I know I can be vulnerable to people but I also feel like there's a limit like I don't yeah. want to upset my community and I don't want to like show them that I'm not doing as well as they think I am you know yeah that's yeah. really hard <laughs> try to do a balance yeah. yeah yeah definitely and I think um yeah it's hard it's also hard because in a way as as we're you know, maybe it wasn't our intentions when we started because it definitely wasn't mine. But when you start building a brand of your mm. personal self, um, and then how many times we've seen similar situations to that where like dream teams um, have formed around a person, like a partner or yeah. a couple of people, and then something comes out and that whole thing falls apart. Yeah. Um, and and then people get implicated because they were friends with them, and it's like, in some cases they should be implicated, in other cases maybe they're just like guilty by association because they knew them or they were involved in content that they created or were involved in. So it's like, mm. yeah, it's it's kind of hard to manage. I've seen so many stream teams fall apart, come and go on Twitch for that exact reason. Yeah, like I, it reminds me of the General Marbles uh, thing she said one time and she was like, a lot of the people that I've done videos with or been friends with or spoken about, um, all this stuff is happening and, and she's like I I didn't know about this like I just I was just trying to be friends with people who I thought were nice and I'm just trying to navigate my life like the rest of you I feel like streamers especially streamers with big numbers behind them get put on this like pedestal and you kind of forget that they're human like even like I I consider myself to be a small streamer I mm -hmm. I used to have a lot more views and things than I do now and once again health problems like yeah. has implicated that a lot but I remember like at one point it's it's really weird because when I was having like a hundred followers a stream which was genuinely something that happened which was terrifying to me I felt so much pressure and like I was having panic I had to go to therapy because I was having panic attacks I wasn't sleeping properly I was feeling so much pressure to to make things that people would enjoy and like like I felt like a lot of people were like looking up to me and all this stuff and like 
now as a smaller streamer with with less of that it's like I'm grinding and I'm I'm trying to get more people around me and stuff but then I remember that mindset and that space and it's like is that what I want like what's the mm. goal here yeah like it's 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 just like why why am I grinding what am I doing yeah. this way? and that's why I'm trying to have fun with it because it's so easy to just get lost in that um lost in that grind set the, the grind set is so promoted and so like spoken about but it's also like you've got to also take some time for yourself especially yeah, when you get put on a pedestal like you know like yeah. people like you need to kind of find yourself again like yeah it was interesting um I mean, we were mentioning niches before, so mm. I'm interested to see what you think about niching your content. But recently I was talking to a creator in a conversation with the creator and they and were talking about how they grew and they also started on Twitch in 2020. Mm. But for two years they played one game mm. on stream, essentially. Like mm. they did do a little bit of other content, but they had, and it would drive me mad, um, I think, to, for me personally, mm. um, to play in a single game for to make content around it for yeah. so long um and that like my content is so variety <laughs> like it's oh, as yeah. variety as variety comes yeah um so but it's like for some people it can be a way to like hit the growth that they want to hit yeah is to just grind it out and it's that grind thing again because they had mentioned also that um it wasn't necessarily what they wanted to do but it was working yeah so then you get stuck and i kind of felt that a little bit when i was on twitch with minecraft yeah um i think like minecraft is one of the big ones you can get like sucked into because i was seeing a lot of growth in minecraft yeah. and minecraft is one of those games you can kind of make it what you want to make it because it is sandbox yeah um so you can kind of change it up and do like different things but it's also yeah, you go through the waves of like, yeah, I'm in Minecraft right now, and then you get to the other end, you're like, I don't want to open Minecraft. But if you get into that like area of you're a Minecraft creator, mm -hmm. um, and I feel like I was very much on the cusp of that at, at one point on on Twitch because I was doing a whole ton of Minecraft. Yeah, I think like I think I was similar to that content creator. Talk I thought you were talking about me for a second, but I um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like. <laughs> sitting here like oh <laughs> well i guess it's like a, a familiar story that like it's probably yeah. a lot of people feel like that because it it can be very easy um like i was like that with minecraft if you're seeing the growth and you're seeing the numbers it is so easy to be like well i'm doing that now like yeah. that's people like it i have people turn up i um it's not that it's not enjoyable um because it's like a game you wanted to play anyway but it can get to the point where it's like it's an expectation and then it becomes not fun anymore yeah um and then that's when it can get into like okay now you're grinding what are you grinding for the majority of games that i have played over the years has been minecraft i've branched yeah. out into things like stardew and like slime rancher and like i'm a very crazy comfort yet chaotic streamer um yeah. but did you feel the pressure though or were you doing it because that's a game that you just wanted to play anyway and you loved it both honestly so yeah. i yeah. originally started like so i started streaming because i had um my exams were online um i was in the middle of my degree and my exams were online and i i would do all the studying and prep and the camera would come on um because they would be invigilated but i couldn't suddenly my brain would turn off and I'd be like holy shit i'm on camera like i i don't know how to like 
someone's watching me and I would have like panic attacks pretty much like I couldn't I had so much anxiety so what I did was I started Twitch um and I was like no one's gonna watch no one's gonna follow but just having that light on like on the camera I'll get used to it and it'll I'll do better in my exams and then like you know I'll do that for a few few weeks and then I'll stop and yeah and um here we are (laughs) I don't fucking know how we got here but that happened and that's amazing though like a bit of exposure therapy yeah uh, to get over the anxiety do you feel like it worked definitely um that's yeah twitch has made me a lot more confident in i say that after all that imposter syndrome stuff but like um i, I do does the imposter syndrome go away though that's what i'm like <sighs> trying to think because like i will i um like i've gone through a few different stages and yeah. i got to Got getting opportunities with like developers reaching out and I get yeah. to play some games and like I used to think when I'm very starting out was like if a dev reaches out to you to play a game obviously it's amazing yeah. but I was like that's the pinnacle and then and I was like and then you won't have imposter syndrome anymore because you feel like you've made it and it's like I still have imposter yeah. syndrome like every single time yeah I like I see all of this stuff that you do and all these people working through you and I'm like like holy shit that's like that's like insane like and incredible and I'm like that's another reason why you're so inspiring to me is because of the content you create and the things that you do. It's just like, blows my mind. I, so I, with the Minecraft thing, I, I originally started playing Minecraft. That was the only game that I was playing. Um, Mm -hmm. and I just loved it. I was addicted to it. And I, um, eventually I just went just further and I kept going and I discovered because when I was younger going back to like wow like a throwback to that thing about like gatekeeping and segregation Minecraft was for guys in school I never met a single girl who played Minecraft in school ever and I thought that Minecraft was for like nine-year-old kids and that like it was a kids game and my partner um he actually bought it for me um and uh, we were in a distance relationship at the time, and I think the whole idea was, like, we could, like, play together yeah. and, like, yeah. yeah. And um, he's honestly the reason that I've, I've started and done all this. Like, he built my PC, he introduced me to Twitch, all of it. So, like, yeah, guys, credit Graham for this whole thing. Like, all of this. My partner. <laughs> <laughs> but Minecraft was my comfort game, and it actually yeah. became a way for me to escape from my brain. I would... Um, go into Minecraft after days of uni and work and I would just build and um, I started streaming that every time I did it and it got to the point where like like I loved it so much but like when it came to like when I would do like Stardew or Animal Crossing or like other things everything would drop so significantly and I was a struggling uni student I am a diabetic I have uh as of at the moment, please don't change in the future, but like touch wood, but like I have two chronic conditions that uh, mm. fight each other actually, I'm very fun. Um, wow. So I treat my diabetes with this medication that the other chronic condition actually makes not work as what it should. So I have to take a medication for my medication to work. and. It's just, like, I'm going to do a podcast episode on, like, streaming as someone with chronic illness and, like, how that can impact, like, with fatigue and, like, other management stuff. But as someone who is chronically ill, I have been for over a decade now, um, I was a struggling uni student. I couldn't afford 
my stuff like in terms of like my equipment for my diabetes my medication all of that and I got to a point where twitch was actually paying for that for me um like I was working and I was studying at the same time but um I couldn't afford to be on the machines that I needed to be on so Mm -hmm. uh any of the donations that I was getting and the subscriptions and all of that that was actually paying for my medical stuff and that was a lot of pressure for me to do well um and in terms of minecraft compared to other games i had a lot more people with the minecraft thing and it did get to a point where i was just sick of it like i was like i played this so i can't even imagine the hours i've put into minecraft like honestly it's ridiculous but like can you find out is there i I don't don't know if i want to find out because like i don't want to look but is there like a thing I hope there's not, cause like I'm the. If if like it was Steam on Steam, you how yeah. many hours you put in a game, like it would just be, or like on the Switch, um, oh looking at the hours you put in like Animal Crossing or something, but mm. Minecraft would just be like way off too much. the charts. Like this, yeah. The world that I'm currently doing on my YouTube channel is like, like you see the videos, but you don't see the hours that I put in behind the scenes with resource gathering and with like yeah. doing so insane absolutely fucking insane but yeah like you said like i minecraft has been my comfort game but like a a a few points it's been like holy shit i don't want to play it again and that's another reason why i'm now gaming for fun like i'm trying Mm. to do things for fun like my youtube channel stuff is primarily minecraft stuff at the moment because whenever i play minecraft i just hit record and then like i just make a long play out of it and it's just me having fun and it's like i haven't been this calm and not stressed about content creation in so long and it's so nice you know yeah it's a really nice change and i have you to thank for a lot of that because i i literally i had a huge moment where i was like every spare moment i've got i need to be editing i need to be filming i need to be editing like there's there's so much that a content creator does behind the scenes that people don't realize like i you have the no switch off brain as well i yeah. do the same i feel like if i'm doing something that is not content or is not it's like i should be doing content i'm, I'm wasting not. my time if i'm not it's yeah, yeah yeah it's like the grind thing it's like it never turns off yeah <laughs> and i got to the point like my partner was trying to get me away from my computer and i couldn't like i had a massive panic attack and i broke down and i was like i I can't like my my stream schedule and my upload schedule at that time was insane and I I was trying to prove to people how hard I was working I I've been to therapy about this like my therapist loves a challenge because let's (laughs) he loves the challenge of me not only having my real life stuff but also my online stuff and it it was me trying to prove to people that I'm a good content creator because of how hard I work, how much content I'm putting out and all this stuff. And like, I was putting out a ridiculous amount of stuff whilst working pretty much full-time hours while studying a 60 hour a week degree. It was a lot. And I mentally was not in a good space. And I reached out to you and I was like, how do you make content (laughs) like what do you do (laughs) and you were just so helpful so like once again like i 
yeah. I can't think of. I think, think one of the biggest changes I make was throwing out my schedule. Yeah. Um, I think I kind of used to have a schedule with Twitch, and I think live content is a little bit different because mm. it's like people need to be there in the moment, but yeah. with video content, people can be there whenever. Exactly. Um, people can be there when it suits them, so I could be there when it suits me. Um, so I'll, like, Someone I'll put upload. down a T-shirt. Whoa. <laughs> We've got new merch. Um, new merch! A collab. Uh, <laughs> so if people want to watch it, they'll watch it when it mm-hmm. like with YouTube. Um I think streaming is obviously like a whole different a whole different thing. But also again with YouTube, streaming on YouTube, it's gonna be there. Yeah. Um and like I said, I get a lot of my views when I'm not even live. Um people are watching it later on when they when they can and mm. That's one of the things that Twitch misses out on. Um, yeah. Obviously, the stream does stay up a little bit, but nothing about Twitch is UI encourages you to watch a stream that's not live. I don't Absolutely. think I've ever watched a stream that's not live on Twitch. No. Like, I don't think I've ever got. I've I've seen some clips of moments yeah. um, because people have been talking about it, like this thing happened and like oh it's clipped you can watch a clip. Mm-hmm. I um I assume some people do. Some people will have like big streamers that they or just their favorite streamers that um they miss their stream and they'll want to watch it but yeah it's not encouraged by the platform no, I, I feel like not at all and it's it's yeah it, it's like i remember i get views on like my vods um on just on twitch because a lot of my community are in such an inconvenient time zone compared to our time yes. zone that they're like well that's like 4 a.m for me when you're live and that was that's another thing like i we're just we've gone on so many tangents and i love it i was i was gonna say that can we talk about trying to be a creator in australia like in the oceanic region uh, it is so difficult like we so see everything, everything happens in the middle of the night yeah um if anything in anything's happening within the gaming community it's announcements streams like you can't be on top of anything yep. um i just it's i don't know they're um i don't know how any there are Australian creators out there who cover gaming news. I don't know how they do it because I would, because everything happens at the most ridiculous times. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they feel like they are getting their content out mm. on time to report on things. Like it's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, it honestly, the time zone is terrible compared to everyone else's in terms of like streaming, and then you've also got like meet and greets and like packs and things like that like we've got packs coming up and i'm so yeah. fucking keen but like it's gonna be so good <laughs> so many of my community have been like i am so upset that i don't get to meet you because you're over there and i'm here and yeah. it's like the other bit as well is i know with twitch like TwitchCon, but also with like just the promotion of streamers australia doesn't have the same thing that America and Europe have in terms of uh, exposure to our platform. There are so many Australian content creators that are just, you know, it, it's so hard to be discovered, honestly. Yeah, like, and access to opportunities, I feel yeah. like as well. Like if, um, like things that you wouldn't even think play into it, play into like the cost of travel. Like let's talk about the flight prices in Australia. It is cheaper to fly to like another country i think i saw something that it was cheaper to fly to another country than it was to fly between brisbane and melbourne within australia Um, it's like it is ridiculous just to have the opportunity to even like do something like a 10 packs um 
is so expensive. Yeah. I feel like in comparison to um, like for someone who was in Perth to get to Melbourne, um, mm. in comparison to someone who's like, oh, Twitch cons in LA or whatever and mm. in America, like it's so much cheaper to get across America than it is to get across Australia. Yeah. Like it's crazy. One thing I love about being an Australian creator is when people ask you how far away you are from things. Like, I had a friend ask me, like, where my nearest Starbucks was, and I said three hours away, and she nearly fainted. And yeah. she was like, like, in Europe, three hours, you go across the whole country. Like, Or, like, maybe cross two countries. Yeah. Like, it depends, like, where. where and in Australia, are. it's like, that's down the road. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. like, you haven't down even gotten to, like another town <laughs> like it's ridiculous yeah. it's actually ridiculous oh yeah i feel like with girling girling yes girling girling <laughs> i feel like being someone who presents as female and or identifies as female and uh creates content or streams or like whatever you do like as you said like we've made progress in the right direction but it's also it's like it feels like we've taken a lot more steps than we should have. Like, I I feel like we have so far to go, but it's taken us so long to even get to this point where it's like, it's kind of accepted now that like girls play games. Not all games, but some games, yeah. you know? And I feel like we also, um, girls, women, female identifying people need to be more like forgiving on ourselves that it hasn't, like, it's okay to step away from a game when it's hard. Like, for myself, like, mm. I used to play a lot of Valorant and mm. CSGO. And it got to the point where I was kind of in that mid-ELO, um, where I was getting into, like, the areas where people are taking it really seriously. And it just, like, every game you're getting the, like, hate because yeah. of, like, who you are. And it's just, like, oh, I just can't, like, I can't fight that fight anymore. Yeah. Like, at this time, I'm going to, like, put that fight down. Self-care is such a big part of like the whole thing like I I also one thing I do is I encourage anyone who's like thinking about streaming or, or just like or who does stream like go get therapy for it because like even if you're mm. not like um stressed or if you're not anxious like I went because I could see myself going down that road and it's helped me with so many strategies in terms of like not only managing content and managing my online persona but like also just managing myself and still remembering that shani and Charmander are different people and yeah because that is a really big challenge it's so easy to just like combine the two and just be like i am Charmander and that just sounded yeah. like i am iron man like like it's literally it's that I it's that iron thing <laughs> literally it's that. yeah it's i think one of the best things that i did unintentionally was not use my real name yeah um, in any way when i started streaming absolutely and i initially did that because i was working in a government role that didn't allow us to have other jobs or make other income mm. and also it was like a professional role that's very separate to like what i did on content mm. i didn't want people to search up anything and have them two things linked together yeah um and crossover uh it's a job that i'm no longer in but um, initially that's what it was but it's much easier to have not that a lady is different to who I am like I'm exactly the same I'm not putting on a persona but mm. it's much easier to like just be like oh they're hating on the content person not yes. who I actually am yeah um, does help a bit 
Yeah, I definitely, like, when I first started streaming, like, actually, like, being like, okay, we're not just doing this for a few weeks, I was like, okay, I need to make a decision whether I'm acting or whether I'm myself, and I am so myself, it's ridiculous, yeah, and that's one yeah. reason why streaming is so validating, because it's literally just me being me. Like, if I was pretending, yeah. I would have so much more, like, imposter syndrome and just things in my brain because it's a protective mechanism you know like being on the internet is fucking terrifying but i don't know how anyone would um like i feel like it would be exhausting to have to put on a performance or an act for so many hours because usually when you stream you stream for like a long time like how does anyone keep that up for so long i don't don't know know how you would do it honestly it's it's hard because like as i said like when you get put on that pedestal as well like i feel like you lose a bit of yourself in that thing because you need to like keep the vibe like uh, some people are going through some really hard shit and you're that person that they want to watch to get out of that and and sometimes it's like you've got to not be yourself and it's it's hard like you know where's the line like yeah streaming is there's so much that I want to do on the podcast in terms of streaming and discussing like I want to do an episode on like mental health and streaming specifically and just just yeah. all these things because like it's it's stuff that I wish I'd known um when I started content and I just there's there's so much under the surface that people who only view and don't create like they don't understand and it I think bringing that to light really allows you to appreciate the amount of work and the amount of like mental effort that goes into this you know yeah yeah it's a lot and I don't think people will probably realize it yeah honestly I feel like we covered a lot of our bases in terms of like imposter syndrome and being a female or a female identifying person creating content like I yeah. feel like we've we've covered a lot of our bases but I have one final thing before we say goodbye and that is I want to know you've been streaming now three years if you started in 2020 yeah yeah um what advice would you give to someone who is starting to create content now or is thinking about streaming or youtube or yeah just going into that do you have any advice that you would give them that you wish you'd known i have one piece of advice that is something that i have just recently been thinking about for my own content Mm -hmm. and I think it can help everyone Mm -hmm. is that comparison kills creativity as soon as you are are comparing your content like the times that I felt like my creative flow was at its greatest is like I did not I had like blinkers on like I like with the horse racing like I did not care what anyone else was working on because like I had this cool thing and I was having so much fun with it and it's like was not comparing to anybody and the creativity was just like flowing but as soon as you start comparing it like slowly pulls away at your creativity and you get less and less because you're like trying to recreate someone else's thing whether it's a vibe whether it's a specific video or whatever yeah um and it's very hard. Saying that is super hard not to compare, as we talked about before with, like, mm-hmm. especially YouTube is, like, comparing yeah. ourselves to ourselves and to everyone else yeah. um, with the analytics. It's very difficult, but you have to try and, like, learn to catch yourself when you're comparing and yeah. be like, you can appreciate and you can be inspired by content, but leave it at that and not not comparison. Absolutely. I feel like um, one of the beauty 
one of the most beautiful things about YouTube and Twitch is you know, the the range and the like variety. And I feel like it's so easy as a content creator to see, well, that's working for them. Mm. That's what I should be doing. Like, and you you lose the fun. You lose. Yeah yourself because you get so caught up in the numbers and you get the, the the whole thing like we just spent an hour talking about it but like there's so much to it and in the end like if you can put those blinkers on and just fucking do things that make you happy I think that's a really good start honestly yeah and Absolutely. we have to remember that yeah like we said before like we are only just coming into this phase where it's been starting to be acceptable for women and girls to be playing games Mm -hmm. um and and to like remember that that we're not on a path we're creating the path like we're literally having to create the path for ourselves because it wasn't here like nobody laid it down but we're we're laying it down for people that come after us Mm -hmm. um so maybe we won't get to enjoy the golden years of women in gaming but someone will (laughs) absolutely and somebody will (laughs) having being able to say that we are people who experienced, you know, all of these things, like like people coming in and being like, oh my god, your girl is playing games on Twitch, like, you know, things like that, like, it's yeah. Wait, can I show you something? Absolutely. This is something that I have discovered recently, and I have it on my desk. Um, Please do. Someone was recently going through my ga- our gaming old gaming collection cupboard of all the games that I have, like um, Nintendo 64, Game Boy games and all that, yeah. and one of the games that's in there is this barbie ocean discovery game okay and don't get me wrong this is a great game on the oh on the God. surface it's barbie but it's really just like a puzzle game oh so you it's like teaching you how to do puzzles really Cute. i don't know if you ever played this but um i played this is this is one of my fun bits um i never played games growing up like i Amazing. i played i played freddy the fish and barbie mermaid game but can i tell you That's can it. i this might also play into this yeah one of the things that someone knows in this box which i never noticed growing up but it, it it's like this was the messaging we were getting. Yeah. This game literally says software for girls at the top. Like I like that little message oh there on the Barbie God, says up. software for girls. Um and this is just the tip of the iceberg of what we grew up with. This game came out in nineteen ninety nine. Um showing my age here, but I was about to enter kindergarten in year two thousand. So literally as I was a kid, this is the I was this, born in 99. Like this is what we were sold. <laughs> um I'm a bit older than you. Um <laughs> But this was on the shelves. Yeah. Like, if this was for girls, the other games might not have said software for boys, but it was implied. Like, if this was for girls, then the other stuff's not for girls. Honestly. Like, Poke- like I, at the same time, I was playing Pokemon yeah. um, on Game Boy, like, things like that. And so there's the tip of the ice. This is solid evidence of what yeah. we have went through. Nothing wrong with Barbie. Love Barbie. Love Barbie. But, um, we were pigeonholed into a box of if you are going to game, this is what you're gonna play, and yeah. and that's it. You're gonna play a Barbie game. Um, yeah. Not not anything else that was available. Um, mm. And and that was the av- advertising we were fed. That was advertising that was fed to the generation before us, like parents buying games. Because mm. I feel like that was a big thing too. Like when you're a kid, the games are bought for you, so you just take what you get. And I think like a big reason that I was into games that. I probably wouldn't have been is because I had an older brother. Yeah. Um, and if you had someone and people with uh, like brothers um, probably also found this that you get exposed to games or they get bought games that you never would have yeah had an opportunity to play. Um, but when did you get into gaming? That's interesting. Um, 
my partner. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I only played, so my grandpa had, like, a PC, really old computer, um, at his house, and we had, like, the discs of Freddy the Fish and, uh, Barbie Mermaids, and I think the Scooby-Doo game, and, um, yeah, uh, we just played that, but my parents were very, like, you know, go outside and play, like, it wasn't, like, you can't be on the computer for too long, so when I started, my partner is, like, I say this in the most loving way possible, he is such a nerd and I yeah. love, I just, he's the, he's the pinnacle of gamer guy. Like he, he built my PC. He is the one who, uh, fixes all the tech. Like if my parents or my family has like a technology problem, they call me to talk to him. Like he's amazing and I love him so much, but he actually, like he lent me his DS and his Pokemon games. Like I played Heart Gold was my first Pokemon game, and that was when I was sixteen or seventeen. And yeah, like which think about, it, I'm twenty four now. Like that was not long that long ago. Yeah. Um I started playing Minecraft in twenty nineteen or twenty eighteen, and yeah. So like I'm still. That's another reason why I'm so scared to play games is because I never had that like background. I never had that. Yeah. Um, going into it and like you know my partner he's been playing minecraft for example like since he was like eight and now he's yeah. like nearly 25 and it's like he his knowledge about games and how things go and he is so supportive and encouraging to like you know try things and like go into things and like you know people aren't watching you for the game they're watching you for you like all of that like it's he's absolutely incredible but it's yeah, it really it's it's hard um, being a, a female content creator with none none of that background. Like I just enjoy talking <laughs> and I enjoy really cozy, casual games. And I'm kind of like discovering that world and yeah. discovering that there is a place for me in this. Because my experience with gaming was like you know shooters and like uh, Skyrim and like things like that like I didn't think that there was a space for me to enjoy stuff casually and yeah there really is like it is so much more diverse than you think and like for anyone who is thinking about being a content creator anyone who is a, a female identifying person who is feeling like scared to enter that area there is totally a space for you like it's not as big of a space as we would like for that to be yet yeah. yeah if you want to get into something that you haven't before mm -hmm. if you search for it you can probably find the community that's a safe space community yeah. um like i know with the like shooter games that i've been in there yeah. are discords that are like protected safe space like you yeah. have to verify your identity um to be in there and you know it's moderated um and you get to play and then you just play games with that community instead of open lobbies yeah. um it's one of the best things that you can do as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think going, playing games and going into this field, into this part of the internet, like it's a lot less dangerous and scary than you probably would have had the experiences like 10 years ago. Like I came into this space thinking, okay, so I'm going to be sexualized. I'm going to be bullied. I'm going to be ridiculed, I'm going to be fat shamed, I'm going to have 
so much stuff happened. And all of that has happened to me. I've had some absolutely awful experiences um, yeah. being a content creator. But at the same time, like, the amount of positive things that have happened in my life has been tenfold. Like, I've made so many incredible friends on the platforms yeah. that I'm on. I have gotten to do some really cool things. And, like, I, like, never would have imagined this insecure being who was just too scared to be on camera, like, ending up like this. Like, it's insane to me, you know? Like, mm -hmm. it's crazy. And if you're thinking about going into it, female or not, like, fucking go for it, honestly. Yeah. It's it's definitely helped me become the person I am today and it's made me a lot more confident in talking and in being on camera and just being myself. It's just, I can't put it into words. Yeah, I feel the same. I definitely feel like, the, it's weird because like you, the confidence growth is crazy, but it's mm. all, but like you've been teared down so much yeah. in the space. It's like, like, any little Crazy. thing will be picked on and torn apart. Um, yeah. But then somehow you come through the other end with more confidence. It's yeah. kind of crazy. It's like I'm more confident in, like, talking to people and, like, presenting myself more, like, as myself. But then I've got that other side where I'm like, oh, all my content is shit, though. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah. there's there's just so many layers to it. But I feel like I'm at the point where... Um, Maybe the confidence just comes from, like, there's nothing no one can say that hasn't been said now. Yeah. Like, definitely. literally, like, if you're saying something, someone's already said it. Like, you're not original. Yeah. Like, it's, it's it's been there, done that. <laughs> yeah, you kind of learn to deal with the haters and the comments and all of it. Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's a process and it's a journey. And it's, you know, it can be hard at times. But if you can find, like, those people and those spaces that can lift you up and like you know remind you of like the reality because it's so easy to get lost it's so easy to like forget like oh i'm actually a good content creator i've just got like 12 things saying that i'm not that don't actually like know me yeah you know yeah yeah it's a process but it's a very rewarding one and i highly recommend going on it if you're thinking about it mm -hmm. definitely yeah. Well, thank you for doing my podcast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank so you for sitting fun. with me. I have had so much. I love doing these. There's, honestly, I I love this space. I love sitting down with you guys. So, yeah, thank you for sitting with me. <laughs> yeah, it's so great. It's like a level of conversation that you don't usually uh, get to have a lot of the yeah. time. So it's so much fun. Yeah. Do you have anything that you want to plug? Anything that you're doing? Uh, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be at PAX, so if anyone's watching Hell this before yeah. PAX, um, you'll find me around PAX. I'm making bracelets, so if anyone wants to trade bracelets, yes, amazing. I'm doing, I've already um, made some. I'm doing, like, um, so, um, you probably can't see it. Hold on. Oh, God, it's all tangled. I'm crocheting bracelets. Oh, so amazing. That's so much more skilled than me. I'm just doing beads. <laughs> God, I've got, so I've got the beads, but I'm crocheting the beads into the crochet. Yeah, that's so, so good. I just have this wool laying around, so I was like, I might as well just use it to make bracelets, and I'm hoping it works. Like, it will work out. They'll be crossed. amazing. Um, they'll be so much more high quality than the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> doubt it. Uh, but doubt. you can pretty much find me anywhere under a lady. I'm on most platforms mm -hmm. under under that A-L-E-A-T-Y. Mm -hmm. Um... I have a book. I you have a book? book? We didn't even talk about I the book. Gonna... I know. <laughs> we talked so... Hold on. The book yeah, was like the main thing I was going to bring up. 
a leader wrote a book about the entire thing. Like I wrote a book on this topic. It's a children's book. Um, it's a yes. rhyming story, but it basically follows the unnamed main character in like realizing that they two can play video games. It's set kind of like at a school age, where they're facing a lot of things that we talked about about like you can't play games because you're a girl. Um, yeah. Situation. This is available on Amazon. Yes. Or Barnes and Noble online. Um, paperback or ebook, whatever you want to do. Um. But yeah, that started kind of started as a passion project, and I love it so much. Worked hard on that, so love. I hope people enjoy it. Um, yeah, and then mostly my main platform is YouTube. That's that's my mm-hmm. primary platform. And all of the links that Lady's talking about will be in the show notes or the description down below, depending on where you are on YouTube, on uh, whatever platform you consume your podcasts on. Um, it'll be all on there. Um, but yeah, thank you for sitting with me. I appreciate the hell out of you. You are such a fucking inspiration to me. Like, I genuinely, I am so honored to have you here. So thank you. Oh, thank so you. Much. I still can't take a compliment. <laughs> we'll get there. You and I are both going to work on it. <laughs> we, yeah. One day we'll be able to accept each other's compliments. Yep. <laughs> one day. One day. Um, guys, thank you for sitting with me. I appreciate the hell out of you. Um, if you haven't already, make sure that you follow or subscribe on, um, whatever platform you are on. Click all the buttons. There's a lot of them there. Just click them. Honestly, it's free. It takes like two seconds. And, uh, I have merch now. I'm actually wearing it. Um, shame, shameless plug. Um, I'm wearing my small bean merch. So we've got that there. We've got a really cool design in the back. I've got my mug I've been casually sipping out of and so much more stuff. It's all on... The website it'll all be down below um yeah go check it out if you haven't already and um also go check out the lady stuff because honestly like it's such good content like it is such good <laughs> content thanks you guys for hanging out i appreciate you and i'll mm-hmm. see you guys in the next one bye